It's Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you'd like. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you this evening, it is Ian. And Mark. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. Dale, uh, who normally joins us on Friday nights, will be moving to Mondays. So uh, he's not here tonight. Anyway, 800-259-9231, but you should still be able to hear him on his radio show, um, which is Prometheus Unchained, which you can get at FlamingFreedom.com. FlamingFreedom.com. That's right. 800-259-9231. Much to discuss here tonight, including some disturbing news uh, out of Indianapolis. Uh, We're going to get to that here in a little bit. Uh, It's a freedom of speech issue, a freedom of the press issue that's, uh, that's pretty outrageous. But first, another cop shoots another dog it has happened again this time in vacaville california a vacaville woman said an off-duty police officer was too quick to act when he shot her pit bull guess he's acting like a cowboy the officer from vallejo was walking three dogs including a rottweiler with his wife when leticia clark's pit bull ran out of the garage towards the police officer Clark's 15-year-old daughter, Sienna, was chasing after their dog that uh, was named Carly when the officer shot and killed the two-year-old dog. Now, how many times have you seen this happen? Somebody has a dog on a leash, they are walking it somewhere, and there's another dog in the vicinity, and they have an issue with one another. There's some barking that goes on, a a standoff that goes off, uh, you know, maybe some butt sniffing. Uh, This is very, very common. You know, then I mean, occasionally that will happen. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it, you know, it just depends on the dogs. This is very common, though. Dogs mm-hmm. interacting in this sort of a manner. Uh, but if you're a police officer, you can pull out your gun and blast one of them away, and nothing will happen to you. Nothing. Uh, well, that's just my prediction. I don't know what happened in this case, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that nothing happened to this officer. What do you think, Mark? Uh, generally not. There has to be a big uproar. Clark said, there is no doubt in my mind he made a mistake. My dog is not aggressive. She shouldn't have been shot. As a professional police officer and dog owner, it was absolutely excessive. It was uncalled for. The officer said the pit bull tried to attack his dogs. Vacaville police report of the incident said the pit bull charged at a smaller dog and then bit the Rottweiler's neck. It had one animal by the throat and wouldn't let go, said a police lieutenant for Vacaville, John Carley. The officer told Vacaville police that he kicked the dog to make her release, and when that didn't work, he shot the dog, said Carley. I talked to a number of officers. I was shocked. I was told on scene there was no injury to the couple's dogs, said Clark, who's still waiting for a copy of the police report. My dog is not an attack dog. She had obedience training. She said that the officer used excessive force and it was an inappropriate response. Legally, that's not an inappropriate response, said the police spokesman, when one believes that there's an imminent threat to one's safety. See, all you have to do is believe it. It doesn't mean there actually is a threat. As long as the cop believes that he's being threatened, then that's okay. He can just pull out the gun and blast away your animal. Do you well, believe his story, Mark? Do you think it's true that the dog came up, bit one of his know. dogs, and then I, grabbed I, one by the neck and didn't let go? I don't know. I, I can tell you that this is, uh, you know, this is it's an unfortunate thing that's going to happen if your dog that could happen if your dog, you know, goes off the leash and out runs out and uh, you know goes to the sidewalk and attacks you know other dogs. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know what happened. Um, I can tell you that the cop story is always going to believe be believed over the, uh, the, the 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 civilian story. Yep. And I understand how these people must be grieving. I, I've got it. Um, you know it. 
if if the only thing I had on me was a gun and some dog comes out and attacks my dog, especially if my dog's smaller, I believe mm-hmm. he had three dogs, which has got to be you know has got to be a very confusing circumstance uh, for him. And then I may very well um, you know attempt. I would think that first one shot to the side would be enough noise to scare the dog to away, scare the, just just to stop everything. You mm-hmm. know, like a, a nice big bang yeah. would probably change. You know, just to shooting the gun into the ground would be my first reaction. But why do that when you could kill a dog and get away? with it if you're a sick sadistic cop well i don't know whether he's a sick sadistic cop but i, can I don't tell, either but he I, might be i can tell you that uh, when when he you might give, have tortured dogs when he was growing up would you give people uh, he might have i that's just a suggestion um you know when you give when you tell people to train with guns all the time that's what cops are done they, 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 they yeah. train with guns hours uh, and hours and hours it's it, they you know it, it when you give a little boy a gun First, you tell him, oh, we can we can play with shooting some paper targets, and then you mm-hmm. move up to tin cans, and then you know when you're not around, pretty soon he's going to have some glass bottles because well they, <laughs> they they there's action when you shoot them, you know that's yeah, what they really want, fun. and then they're going to go out and they're going to shoot birds and things that they can see, you know they want to see things happen when they shoot the things. Mm. Um, you want to have a, a sense of accomplishment, and that's going to happen, and it's not going to be too long before, and that's just a, a natural way it is with with guns, and so. You know, I've got to say, I th- I think that there's a certain segment of uh, the population out there that wants to shoot dogs just to see what it's like to do it. Clark says that her daughter was put in therapy after she saw her dog get killed. Carly said, I feel for it. This is the cop again. I feel for any family that loses a pet. It's a different scenario when that animal is on the street and involves the safety of other animals and people. The Clark family say they won't be taking legal action. Animal Humane Services is looking into the case and the off-duty officer involved will not face any charges. I can't imagine he would. Have they ever? I'm just curious. I mean, we've we've read a lot of dogs uh, being killed by cop stories. And some of them are even more outrageous than this one, where there are you know, multiple witnesses around to see the, the cop just execute an animal that was clearly friendly and not doing anything of in any way dangerous toward the cop. Have we actually ever seen a police officer be charged for some sort of animal cruelty or any Never. kind of... You know, dog slaughter Never. or whatever it, you know it would be called. I don't recall it. The best defense against something like this, um, you know, and I've got I've got cameras at my house for just this very reason, mm-hmm. is to have cameras running at all times. That way, you can have this stuff backed up on video. And when it happens, you know, if it would be something entirely different if you could show the video that backs this girl's story up, where the dog gets just gets shot right basically in his own oh, yeah. yard, coming maybe in aggressive manner at the other dogs. Uh, you know, and, and the cop story is a, a darn lie. I don't know. I mean, I tend to I, I know that if that cop is lying, that his lie is going to be believed. Like really? His story is going to be believed over her story every time. Well, sometimes this stuff does get on video. Uh, remember the story where there was a, a family that had been pulled over in like Tennessee. They were traveling and uh, and the, they the had the family out. dog yeah. with them. They uh, the, the cop demanded the family get out of the car. They were telling, trying to plead with the officer to, please, we're out of the car. Let us close the, the back door so we can keep our dog in the car. I mean, you're on the side of the highway. Yeah. They, you know, the last, I mean, they weren't worried about the dog getting the cop. They were worried about the dog getting out of the car and getting hit or something like that. No doubt. And so, look, look, look just let us close the doors. No, you can't close the doors. Stay right where you are. 
I'm and a nut. I'm a crazy redneck cop. <laughs> I don't give a damn what happens to your dog. Side of the road. Yep. So the dog, which is, I think it was like a golden retriever yeah. or some kind of lab, very friendly kind of dog. Comes Not around, tail wagging, t- tongue out to see the to see the new guy. Right. The, he, I mean, he doesn't know that the new guy is hyped up on adrenaline, uh, you know, a jerk with a badge. Right. And then I think this is probably the the saddest of all the the stories because the video is there and it's so clear this cop levels a shotgun at the dog and decapitates the dog yep (laughs) and i don't think anything happened to him either because all they have to do is say something like i was scared boss I tell you, Chief, that dog sure did scare. The way it was wagging its tail at me it was just so intimidating. I couldn't. I had to do something. Yep. So you know they could. I I don't know if these people are if it's it's procedure to to have a family leave their car door open so their dog gets out so that it you know anything can happen. It can get out on the road. It can come towards the officer. Whatever. But uh, you know the, <laughs> that dog could have bit me, Chief. <laughs> What do you expect me to do? To let the family close their damn door, you idiot. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, sw- I swear you're just you're dealing with uh, you're dealing with folks that that want to cause problems. They want to escalate a situation in a lot of cases, and that's sad. Um, you know, in this circumstance, I think this cop this cop deserves the buy. I'm afraid he he deserves to to get the pass on this one. Toll free number eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. But what would happen to you, Mark? You say that, yeah. But what would happen to you if you were the guy walking the dog and all your story was, well, he he attacked my dogs and I I had to blow him away. Well, you, what would happen never, to you? The, the civilian never gets the, uh, especially if it's cops dog. Yeah, exactly. More coming up. You take control at 800-259-9231. Then you've killed a law enforcement officer. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. And you'll find that the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Those features include listening options. We've got a broadband version of the show, a dial-up version. Both of them run around the clock, uh, so 24 hours a day you can listen to the latest episode of Free Talk Live completely free at listen.freetalklive.com. Plus, there's our webcam listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance, our free-to-air satellite feed, and 94 radio stations from coast to coast. That carry the show. So go to listen.freetalklive.com if you'd like to hear that. Uh, that's listen.freetalklive.com. Various different ways to get this show in your ears. And Mark, this program is brought to you by Jurisdictionary. That's right. If you've ever considered taking your case to court without an attorney, you need Jurisdictionary. You can get it at Jurisdictionary.com. It's a course for people that don't have lawyers that need to know what it takes to win their case. And if you do have a a lawyer, you want to make sure that they're doing the right thing. So Jurisdictionary is good for you in that way, too. It's kind of like, um, well, 
the education you should have got in civics class. It works for plaintiffs or defendants. It costs less than an hour with any good lawyer. It's so easy the average eighth grader could go through the complete four-CD course in a single weekend. It'll show you how to move the court, how to get evidence, how to uh, do discovery, all the things that you need to know how to do. You can't just wander into court one day and expect the judge to take care of you. It's Jurisdictionary.com. Toll-free number, 800-259-9231. You take control. We go to the phones and the fun. Talk to David in New Hampshire. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. Hey, David. I was just going to say, um, what about, remember back in like in England, they used to have those bobbies, and they didn't have guns at all at mm-hmm. one, for the longest time. And I think that might have been, I think just because they have guns, they use them. This is true. If your only uh, tool is a hammer, then you think everything's a nail. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm badly paraphrasing the original I know what you're saying. Quote. But, you know, they actually still, from what I understand, a lot of police officers in Great Britain do not have guns. I believe that is still the case today. I think that they have to keep them locked in their car or something like really? that. Um, that's, that's my understanding. I mean, yeah. You're absolutely just, just some guy talking on the radio in America who has no idea what he's talking about. But that's what I've heard. I know that they have issued some of their officers with guns. I know that, uh, you know, it's not all true across the board. But but I believe that to some extent that is still true. Yeah, it's like they, they get out of control with this power-hungry psychos like this guy. Well, this guy it's was like, actually oh. walking his own dog. He was a civilian, just, you know, as Off a cop. Duty cop. Yeah, as a cop, he has the right to carry yeah. concealed, uh, or the privilege to carry concealed. But he's still in the club. Right just because he's not on duty doesn't mean he's not in, in the club indeed, and not being protected. Indeed, I'm just pointing out that anybody could, uh, anybody could have been carrying a gun in this manner. Um, you know, I mean, I, I imagine he spends more time practicing and all that other stuff. I, and he knows and he probably feels... He feels more entitled to, like, shoot a dog and stuff, I bet. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and it's no secret that cops get away with this stuff. I mean, the the word must be around in the cop circles. These guys talk to one another. They must know that they can get away with shooting people's dogs. I mean, the ones that are interested in doing that sort of thing, they must know that it's it's completely legal for them to murder dogs, and, and they will have to face no consequences for it whatsoever. Maybe a little bit of bad publicity, but that always ends up blowing over. Thanks, David. Anything else you want to share? No. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. And uh, since we're we're talking about law enforcement, here's another one for you from stltoday.com. Law enforcement agencies across Missouri reported seizing about $5.7 million in cash and property in criminal investigations last year. But a report released by the state auditor's office suggests that the number could be significantly higher. The problem, says the auditor's office, is that authorities aren't getting independent audits of what they take during seizures as mandated by state law. (gasps) Wait a minute. You mean our law enforcers aren't following the law? Hold on and stop the presses. Wait a minute. I thought it was their job to follow the law and enforce the law. You mean they can use discretion when it comes to the laws that even control their own behavior as law enforcement officers who's watching the watchers you know well there you go mark that's the solution we should create a new bureaucracy with full of new bureaucrats higher on it'll create jobs we'll create a new bureaucracy to keep an eye on the police department and make sure that they're doing the right thing no no not internal affairs they already have that level of bureaucracy so we need another level because internal affairs might be corrupt and they might be doing the wrong thing too you know looking the other way and that sort of thing but we need a group of bureaucrats that is uncorruptible 
to bring them in to solve this problem. One thing I, th- I find very amusing is that internal affairs works inside the police department. I mean, really, if you wanted a police department to police the police department, you would not put that police department inside the police department. Oh, you haven't know? you ever seen the TV shows? They are at odds in there, Mark. Yeah, that's they right. Are. The, the, these, these, these guys right, get redneck, veins popping out in their forehead, yelling at each other. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, the I, internal affairs office is constantly investigating the other officers in the department, and they hate each other, I, and they never go and play golf together or drink at the bar. I'm, I'm afraid that I uh, dealt with <laughs> a uh, law enforcement agency very intimately for, uh, for, quite, for, for many, many years, and I can tell you that it's my experience that the guy that's, you know, it, it was his job to investigate all the other police, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the law enforcement officers, well, he just hung out with them. He had been promoted from the inside of that organization. He was a cop, and these were his friends. He lived with them. He worked with them. He drank with them. And, you know, when these investigations went down, he was the guy that helped cover it up. Yeah, well, I mean, those things happen occasionally, but that's, a, you know, that's a few bad apples, Mark. You're talking about a, you're talking about a department that's a bad apple. Most of the departments aren't that way. Yeah. They're like they are in the movies. Where what, the, what am I supposed to say to that? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't been to every department, but I'm telling you that most of these uh, internal affairs guys get promoted up through the ranks of, of the police department. They work with the, these are their friends. Missouri agencies reported turning over 4.2 million of what was seized to federal agencies, returning 291,000 to its owners while giving 25. Sorry, you have to wonder about that. What? They returned almost $300,000 to their owners. Does that mean that they took them from their owners or they were taken from somebody else and then the money was given back to the original owners? Just a I find that a, oh, really hard to believe. While giving twenty, almost 26000 to Missouri's public schools, the status of about $1 million in seized cash and property is pending. The auditor's office said the total value of seizures during criminal investigations last year could be in the tens of millions of dollars. Remember, they reported seizing approximately 5.7 million. So the auditor saying, "Yeah, we think it was quite a, a bit lot more." more. <laughs> quite a bit. Really, it's funny. We, you know, we just can't find it. You know, it's probably at least 3 times as much as what was reported. That's because what was submitted to federal agencies for seizure hasn't been documented properly or in some cases, according to the auditor, at all. So it makes you wonder, how do they know, like, what is it, what kind of information are they using to draw these conclusions? And does what they're estimating take into factor the money that, like, doesn't even come close to showing up on the radar? You know, the, the stacks of cash the cops shove in their pants when they're uh, busting a drug dealer? Right. You know, I mean, you just, you got to imagine what it's like if there's money laying on the counter. And as, I, I don't know, I see the pictures when they, from these busts and stuff, and there's money laying on counters. Mm-hmm. You got to imagine what it's like for some guy walking past a stack of hundreds, nobody else is around. I mean, how hard is it to take it and shove it in your pants? You can take control here. We'll give you some more numbers in a moment. Uh, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Oh, it's just a paperwork snafu. It's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Lil Drums. Every bit as fun as a full-size Nestle drumstick cone and definitely cuter. Visit us at drumstick.com. Vacations are all about family time, but you don't have to leave home to have fun. Take one weekend a month and devote it to family activities. Pull out the board games and puzzles, serve up some treats, or have a picnic. Even without leaving home, you'll feel like you've really had some time away. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday.
live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and we give you the features there completely free. So enjoy those on us. Uh, once again, that's freetalklive.com. News updates. You get signed up for free over at news.freetalklive.com. And you can follow uh, the latest about Free Talk Live via your email box or Twitter or Facebook, uh, whichever way works best for you or more than one if you'd prefer that. Go to news.freetalklive.com to get signed up and do it for free. That's news.freetalklive.com. Are you taking any medications on a regular basis? Are you getting those medications at a local pharmacy? If you are and they're prescription medications, then you're likely paying more than you have to. There's a better way. Discount Prescription Services will get you your medications at discounts as high as 70% off. And they'll deliver them right to your door. All you have to do is go to meds.freetalklive.com. Um, when you get there on the page, you can click Become a Member on the left, left-hand side of the page. They're, they'll give you a call the next day. Um, their customer service is excellent. They'll walk you through every step. They won't do any high-pressure sales or anything like that. They just want to help you save money on your prescriptions. It's meds.freetalklive.com. doesn't matter whether it's Zetia, Nexium, Lipitor, Amplify, Boniva, Cialis, or Viagra. It's meds.freetalklive.com. We continue uh, discussing some law enforcement issues with the story from stltoday.com about how in Missouri, apparently law enforcement agencies reported seizing approximately $5.7 million in cash and property and criminal investigations. However, the state auditor's office says that number should be uh, quite a bit higher. They say that it should be in the tens of millions of dollars and that the government people, the police, are not getting the independent audits of what they take during the seizures as is mandated by the state law. Well, mandate means they have to do it. Clearly, something needs to be done. I mean, these, these police need to be held to their standards. These people are not following the rules that they are supposed to follow. And so we will find out here in a moment just what can be done. To put a stop to this misreporting. I mean, these police are taking millions upon millions of dollars from people and not reporting it. And that is clearly illegal, according to the state auditor's office. So there must be something that can be done, right? I mean, this is the law. somebody's going to jail. Right. right? This is the law. Internal affairs should step in and should start making arrests. That's their job, isn't it? So you hear. All right. So here's what goes. Uh, here's the rest of the story. Gary McElia, a spokes bureaucrat uh, for the auditor, says the State Department of Public Safety, from which the auditor's office would receive the reports, received none this year. None. None. Zero. That means a, a big fat zero independent audits were done on <laughs> the police cash seizures and other property seizures. The independent audits are mandated to ensure transparency and accountability and to allow an informed dialogue regarding possible reform, according to the auditor's report. McElia said not much can be done by his department to get the agencies to comply with the law. He said, we've sent a letter to each of the prosecuting attorneys reminding them that this is a requirement. We are doing everything in our power to compel them to comply. (laughs) So they've sent a letter. Yes. Because it's not like they can actually get a law enforcement officer to go and arrest one of their own. That sure as hell isn't happening. You'd think if they gave enforcement powers to this agency that they'd put guys with guns in the office and they would go and and force this to happen. 
Well, this is the auditor's office. That's all they do. They audit things. Look, the Department of Education just put a uh, request to purchase uh, so, uh, what, dozens of uh, shotguns. God knows what they're doing with that. With the Department of Education, what are they use shotguns for? So a lot of these agencies have their own guys with guns. They could, they, If they wanted to enforce this, they could. They could get the state policing agency to go to these police departments and force them to comply with the law if you that's think? what they wanted to do. Sure they could. How? They, what do you mean? Well, I mean, how are they going to get the state police to go and arrest their buddies? I, you know, I think that you, I think that you are overestimating the uh, the the camaraderie between uh, departments. I know there's some back and forth. There's a little bit of a spat between the boys in brown and the boys in blue, and they, you know, to some extent, they they do pick on one another within the ranks. That's true. That I is think, definitely true. I think if the state, if the head of the auditor's office said, you know what. We're getting the state uh, police involved in this because this is a law is being broken mm-hmm. here. Clearly, money is coming up missing. Our police officers from our great state of Missouri are stealing money from school children, and we're going to do something about it. I think you really could get the uh, state cops to uh, to go in there. No, I don't think um, so. You know, I, I think you absolutely could. Well, they're not. They're saying here, Mark, that they are doing everything they can uh, to. We're doing everything in our power to compel them to comply. So clearly. That's not an option on the table. Not not to them, no. Yeah. So there you go. Just wanted to give you a little update on what's happening. Now, remember, this is just Missouri, and that's where all the bad cops are. So if, if this is, you know, if you live in California or Illinois or some other state, then you don't have to worry about your cops doing these sorts of things. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves as usual. It's just story after story showing that the police are completely above the so-called law. In this case, their own government bureaucrats are saying they're breaking the law. And they're also admitting they can't do anything about it. Because it's, as you pointed sad. out, Mark, it is not a they nation can. of laws. They choose not to. It's not a nation of laws. It's a nation of men. And these men are in the good old boys club. Right. This is it, – it's it's really no different than the time when we had lords and ladies and the king picked who, who was in charge and who wasn't. You still have those that are in power deciding against whom force and violence will be used. Look, people, if the cops found out that a bunch of money was being stolen at your business – how do you think they would react? I mean, this is tens of millions of dollars. Did I have that that's number correct. right? That's correct. Tens of millions. Tens mm-hmm. of millions of dollars that's being apparently just in Missouri stolen by police officers in Missouri, and that money would otherwise go to public. To, if, if it was turned in, it would go to the public school. So you have cops. A portion of it would. A small, stealing, small portion. A small portion. What yeah. do you mean? Well, if you look at the numbers that they break down... Uh, well, that's, that's what's ending up there, but it's supposed to go to the public school's kids. Because most of the stuff that gets stolen is drug money. Drug mm-hmm. money doesn't have an owner to which it needs to be returned. And then um, once it's been used as evidence or whatever, it gets turned over to the fund for education. You have cops stealing from school kids. That's what you've got here. <laughs> and nobody wants to do anything about it. Toll-free numbers, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Since we're on a roll, here's another one for you. This one from the Stop the StopTheDrugWar.org, great website. Uh, they follow the, the war on drugs very closely, not just in the U.S., but all around the world. And here's your corrupt cop stories for the week. And these are, they, they come out every week. There's no shortage of these things. A California, let's see, Martinez, California, former commander of the Central Contra Costa Narcotics Enforcement Team, former commander 
was arrested last Friday on charges that he stole, seized drugs, and resold them on the black market. Yeah, that's good money. Now, you want to talk about profit. I mean, normally in the, 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 the drug business, there's a lot of profit because when you're dealing in the black marketplace, you are taking significant risk. You know, your, cop, your cops might pull you over and steal all your drugs from you. You are taking a big risk. You might end up going into a cage. So the black market drug dealers have to increase the prices by a significant amount whenever they buy from whoever's selling them to them in order to ensure that it's worth the risk. But they still have costs. I mean, at least the black market drug dealers are paying for their drugs and then reselling them. Most of them are. This cop gets to walk into the evidence locker, snatch up a bunch of uh, stolen, uh, essentially police confiscated drugs, and then sell those. Pure profit. <laughs> Just market straight up to street level, the 5,000% increase off over what it would be if the drugs were legal, and pocket every single dime. That's pretty sweet. So how do you do it? Well, let's see. Norman Welch, age 49, faces 28 felony counts around the alleged theft and sale of marijuana, steroids, prescription pills, whatever meth- he can find, methamphetamine, <laughs> and meth precursor chemicals. Prosecutors you said, know, I, I, I'm just, I'm, I wonder about this because normally you, I would, I would guess that a drug dealer deals in the kind of drug that they deal in generally, mm-hmm. and so you know they're the guy to come to for marijuana or they're the guy yeah. to go to for ca- cocaine or yeah, whatever. I don't know if that's true, you don't think that's true? No. Okay, I think a lot of drug dealers will, will cover different bases in that area. Okay. What, there are some people that do what you're saying, though. They, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not an expert in this area. Toll-free number 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. We'll continue to tell you about this uh, cop that stole 28 felony counts worth of drugs and resold them on the street. You can take control, bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 90 talk radio stations from Maine to Hawaii. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our 90 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 800-259-9231, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there totally free, so enjoy those on us. freetalklive.com. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, go to Promote. Freetalklive.com. You will find there a list of things you can do to help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. Everything from web banners you can place on your website, graphics with which you can make whatever you want, and uh, flyers you can print out and distribute in whatever way you feel is appropriate. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we all have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com. Sign up for their 
Daily Dispatch, freedomsphoenix.com. So we continue here. And then coming up, a Canada healthcare nightmare situation. We'll get to that in a bit. Uh, and of course, we'll take your calls about whatever you want. Dial in toll free at 800 259 But right now, we're still giving you some corrupt cop stories. This one, uh, again, from stopthedrugwar.org, where 49-year-old Norman Welch, or Welch, or something like that, from Martinez, California, the former commander of the Contra Costa Narcotics Enforcement Team, was arraigned uh, on charges 28 felony counts that he stole a bunch of drugs and resold them on the black market. Prosecutors said that since November, the pair, he and a friend, had made at least six drug sales and netted more than $13,000. The drug task force Welch ran until last week has been put on hiatus while officials review its drug <laughs> handling practices. Gee, what do you think? You know, we've, we've heard over the years that uh, the corruption rises through the ranks in police departments, and we've heard that from retired police officers. So if it's true that the corruption rises through the ranks, and it seems to be true in this case, uh, where the head, the former commander of the narcotics enforcement team, was found stealing drugs and reselling them to the black market, you have to wonder about the rest of his team. Either, uh, you know, if, if, if the guy in charge is doing it, then what he is creating is an atmosphere of corruption. Um, cause people know, even if they don't know what you're doing, you know, they, they, they know how you're being in the world. Mm-hmm. And this guy's being such that, well, it's okay to steal the drugs if you're the drug task force guy in charge. And I would imagine that most of his, uh, his guys are going to act in similar fashions. I wouldn't, I wouldn't presuppose to say they all would, but, He's creating that atmosphere. Welch's family said he was under financial stress. Aren't What's we all? that supposed to mean? This guy's getting paid a cop's commander's salary, whatever that is. It can't be too shabby. Uh, he's getting paid a commander's salary and stealing cash on top of it. What kind of financial problems does this guy have? Yeah, it's bass boats. Got to make payments on the bass boat. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's a, a gam- got a gambling addiction. Maybe he does the drugs that uh, that, that he Could confiscates. Be. Could be. Wouldn't be a surprise. In Providence, Rhode Island, a former Pro- Providence narcotics detective was sentenced on February 17th to eight years in prison in a drug scandal that has already netted two other officers. Joseph Colanduno, who had been assigned to a DEA task force, had pleaded guilty in December to two counts of conspiracy to deliver drugs, larceny over $500, and harbor a criminal. He admitted to helping arrange cocaine deals between one of his informants and another police officer. In Corpus Christi, Texas, a former Nueces County jail guard was sentenced last Friday to six years in prison for attempting to smuggle drugs into the jail. Jamia Reed, or Jamira Reed, 29, went down after an inmate tipped off officials that Reed was offering to supply drugs to prisoners. She pleaded guilty to bribery and possession of cocaine, and she could have faced up to 99 years behind bars, but will probably be out in about one year. Now, as far as I'm concerned, that woman was doing heroic work trying to bring drugs into those prisoners. Why do you su- say that? It sucks, man, being in jail in a jail cell. It's going to be worse. You think it's better with a hit of acid? <laughs> yeah, whatever you can get in there is probably no, better I with. Don't. Um, uh, apparently, a lot of prisoners agree with me on that. <laughs> you know, I it, it's as far as it goes. It's it's the the money turns people. They, they're whenever you have a prohibition, money's gonna gonna affect people in this manner. And I, having been in prison, I spent nine years there. I can tell you, there are a lot of officers that brought drugs in. Mm. And and did you know who they were? Was the word like around on? The, you know, the, as far as between the prisoners, as to who I did. Was... I mean, I don't know that everybody did, but I knew yeah. some um, that would be willing to do things like that. Hmm. 
Incredible. You know, and what... How did, did, did I, they make I, it I would imagine pers- everybody is. It's just about their the price. Money. You yeah. know? Did, did they make an offer to you personally? Like, did no, those officers no. come to you? and? No, you just kind of hear from other inmates, you mm-hmm. know, that this guy, you know, that this, you know, that the officer... Smith, he's he's the kind of you know he's he's cool, he's down or whatever. What's, what's the risk to a prisoner for approaching one of these officers? Maybe, like maybe you've gotten bad information, and this officer is like a goody goody, and you've been told that he's he's willing to bring drugs in, and you kind of approach him and ask him a question. What's the risk to you as a prisoner? I would say that if they really wanted to go after you, that they could uh, you know give you confinement for up to sixty days, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you. Extra charges? Would there be any kind of like conspiracy charges or anything it. like that? I, I, it so just, fairly low risk then. I mean, was what you. I mean, as far as all things are what? concerned, <laughs> you're not going to get any extra charges for trying to conspire to bring drugs in. Um, go go to your bathroom and sit in there for sixty days. I'm not saying that that's a good thing, Mark. No. They'll they'll put you in there for all kinds of things. I, mean, I I did nine years and only managed to and, and and was only in for like four days. Really? So you you know you you, you can avoid that if you, that's what you wish to do. Sure, sure. But but if you you know break some of the dumbest of rules, in some cases they the, will put you. Well, in those. Uh, admittedly, yeah. um, the the time that I went in, I went in for saying what seems to be the problem. <laughs> you yes apparently <laughs> uh so there's more here in lancaster pennsylvania a lancaster county prison guard was arrested february 17th for selling drugs this guard went down after selling 750 dollars worth of cocaine to a snitch he's charged with possession and delivery of a controlled substance and has been fired as well 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line yeah, the corruption does rise through the ranks in the police departments. That much is true, but it also infects all of the rest of the so-called apple tree. It's not just a few bad apples. They are all over the place. It seems more like it's a few good apples in the police departments of America. Obviously, I have nothing more to go on than my experience having talked to former cops and having heard what they've said about their co-workers and the levels of corruption that they experienced. And I have no reason to disbelieve any of those people. You know, I, I, when you when you hear cops, though, when you t- hear them uh, talking like this, is you'll find out that these guys know the dirt on so many other government agencies, too. They know where the uh, the, 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 the dirt is being done mm-hmm. in most of these other agencies. I mean, these guys, it's their job to ferret this stuff out. They tend to know about it. And they don't go after these government agencies it's difficult for people to take seriously a law enforcement agency that won't enforce the laws upon its own people it meaning its own uh, agents yeah, yeah. It, it, everybody within the police department outside of the police department the, go- the government agencies outside of the police department i was talking to a cop from massachusetts who was telling me that he was down at the uh, the, the recycling section of the uh, the dump and that uh, that recycling's a complete. He considered it a waste of time because those guys are just throwing that stuff away. Like you spend all your time <laughs> sorting and whatever, and then they just dump it all together and throw it away. No kidding. That's what he was saying. I mean, that's his experience. It's valid for him. I don't know. I mean, surely they've got to have some level of uh, separation going. I don't know, but that's what his claim was. And where did that happen? It was in Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, the stories you hear, man, it's just incredible. All right, so you cops can, have the best stories about uh, about these things. I can assure you. Absolutely, you can uh, tell yours if you want. Maybe you work for the police department, or maybe you have in the past, or maybe you've been a snitch or something like that. And you want to tell your story? You're certainly welcome to at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Of course, it should be pointed out that I wish none of this stuff had to happen. I mean, if we didn't have the war on drugs, 
then it wouldn't. Yeah. There wouldn't be any issue. There'd probably still be some people sneaking drugs into prisons. Uh, but besides that, there really wouldn't be any of these issues. There would be no temptation for the police to steal cash or to steal drugs. And, and if there were no war on drugs, then there probably wouldn't be the problem or it's likely that we wouldn't have the problem with uh, people having their life savings stolen as we were talking about a few nights ago with uh, old people like traveling from place to place getting pulled over by the cops and having their $30,000 stolen from them or something and and being called drug money it's the it's the war on drugs it's prohibitions uh, prohibitions on gambling prohibitions on uh, you know pr- devices for protection guns things like that prostitution pro- prohibitions on prostitution but mostly it's prohibitions on substances mind-altering substances um that that they aren't approved you know tobacco and alcohol that's okay but those are the that's what's really taken police departments and turned them into organizations that people don't trust people fear that it's really enhanced the criminality of the police department no doubt about it uh you can bring up anything you want 800-259-9231 coming up a canadian healthcare nightmare and disturbing ruling out of a court in Indianapolis, or rather Indiana, uh, about freedom of speech and freedom of the press, you can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. Hour number two is next. This is Free Talk Live. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal. But something seems to be missing stickers from libertystickers.com exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers that's libertystickers.com but wait there's more you can buy liberty stickers wholesale get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination sell them or give them away they're great for gun shows flea markets fairs outreach and more earn extra money promote freedom and spread the word need custom stickers labels or decals for your organization or business liberty stickers makes them go to libertystickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626 libertystickers.com the world's most dangerous stickers This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program, and we invite you to take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Still to come, Canadian healthcare nightmare involving a small child. Uh, Mark, you're going to tell us about that, but first... Now that we're on in Indianapolis in uh, WXNT territory, I wanted to hold off on this story until we got on there because this is, this is from around them parts in Indiana. From IndyStar.com, a Marion County judge has ruled for the first time in Indiana that news media outlets can be ordered by the court to reveal identifying information about posters to their online forums. Yeah, crazy. In rulings this week and last week, Marion's Superior Court Judge S.K. Reed became the first judge in Indiana to rule on whether the state journalism shield law protects media outlets from being forced to disclose names of anonymous posters on their websites or other identifying information about those posters, like an IP address, for instance, said the attorney for the chief executive, former chief executive of Junior Achievement of Central Indiana. 
The rulings came in a defamation lawsuit that Miller filed last year. He is seeking to broaden the list of defendants in his case to include people who criticized him anonymously last year on websites run by the Indianapolis Star, Business Journal, and WRTV Channel 6. The case is among a growing number of defamation claims nationally that target anonymous Internet posters to websites operating, uh, operated by news media and other owners. Now, I'd like to say that anonymous postings on the Internet can be really annoying. Like, these people are hiding behind their keyboards, and it's really kind of sad. They're not, you know, that they're afraid to uh, come out with and sling their mud with their own names behind it. However, as annoyed as uh, I might be by some of the things that those people say, so flipping what? It's just a post on the internet. It is just someone spouting off, talking trash, or who knows what. And who cares anyway? What's well, the big deal? One would ass- I you know I don't know if society has moved in this direction but I think it should that somebody who is unwilling to stand behind what they say should not be listened to. As far sure. as I'm concerned, you know like you know speaking, who are you? speaking anonymously on the internet just putting a post out there saying, "Oh, that Mark Edge, he's a He's a fag. Whatever, you know, saying whatever kind of, you know, thing that they say, why would you give any credence to I heard he was that? cheating on his wife. Right. How easy would that be to say? I mean, but yeah. Yeah, okay. Let's let's have some names, dates and places right. at least. Just give me some facts here. We are seeing uh, more and more defamation lawsuits being filed. That's clear, according to David Hudson, First Amendment scholar at the First Amendment Center. Hudson said that the public should be concerned if anonymous comments on public websites begin drying up because of the fear of lawsuits. He says if this happens, then people will be less likely to comment on public issues, he said. And indeed, there are some times when anonymity is very useful, you know, like WikiLeaks or getting information out that is... Well, maybe perhaps dangerous for you to to put out, like Bradley Manning has uh, unfortunately had the uh, realization after the fact. I mean, gosh, the poor poor guy is facing even more charges now than ever before. It's alleged. uh, They really don't have much proof. I mean, they've got one guy. They've got some some proof that he was attempting to do it, but they can't prove that they can't leak the information that WikiLeaks has leaked to Bradley Manning. All three Indianapolis media outlets fought the subpoenas served on them to turn over identifying information about the posters to their sites. The judge ruled that the Star and IBJ must turn over the identifying information, which typically tells the poster's internet protocol address or internet provider. Using that, an attorney can subpoena the internet provider for the poster's real name. Well, <laughs> that's not how it really works. You'll get the name of the person who owns the account, but that doesn't tell you anything about who actually posted it. I mean, we're here at the LRN.FM studios. There are all kinds of people that use the uh, the studio connection here, the internet connection. Indeed. But it's my name on the account. So does that mean I'm responsible now for everything that somebody posts anonymously on the local newspapers forum? That's what they're, it sounds like they're saying here. That's what they're trying to say. Well, it gives you some place to look um, for the, yeah. uh, you know, to, to begin looking if you're going to do some kind of investigation. I mean, uh, that, I understand that. I, you know, I don't think people should be uh, making libelous claims, but I, you know, I, you need, it, is it incumbent upon me to turn them over if they, if they uh, you know, post on my forum? I don't feel like it is. The judge ruled that the Star and the IBJ must turn over the identifying information. The Star had fought the disclosure, saying in its 15-page motion that the Shield law protects it from being forced to disclose names of anonymous posters on its IndyStar.com website, as does the Constitution and its guarantees of freedom of speech. Well, that thing's pretty much, uh, you you might as well forget about that. Clearly. 
Uh, our practice is not to reveal the names of the people who post on the Star's website, according to their senior editor, vice president. We've long had a practice of protecting sources at all levels. Ryerson wouldn't comment on the judge's ruling, uh, except to say that we're now reviewing our legal options. I presume that means they'll be appealing this. The judge's ruling on whether WRTV also must turn over information is expected this week. And the posters identified, including Kelsey, include Kelsey Hanlon, described as a former staffer at Junior Achievement. Remember, Junior Achievement is the organization that filed this lawsuit in the first place to attempt to get this information. So people were saying mean things about the man behind Junior Achievement, and he was very upset about that. Uh, the former staffer at Junior Achievement, James League, who's called a friend of Junior Achievement's current chief executive and uh, five and vice president of corporate sponsorship for the 500 Festival Associates. 500 Festival Associates also was added as a defendant in the defamation claim on the grounds that the defamatory comments supposedly traced to Wilson were sent from one of its computers. So again, they couldn't figure out who within this organization had actually sent this information. Uh, so the complaint... Adds as many as nine other people listed as John Doe's. So according to the story here, that uh, one of them doesn't see the judge's recent rulings as weakening the state shield law, which gives broad protections to news reporters from having to disclose names of sources who provide information used in news stories. Uh, the lawyer said that this is not an assault on the shield law. In fact, it's well within the bounds of the traditional terms of the shield law. I don't think the media should be interested in protecting the identities of cyber bullies. So now it's cyber bullies. I mean, the fact is anything that I, you can it's content, right? Uh, whether it's news or not, I suppose, is, uh, is is up to interpretation. But the newspaper decides that it's news and they should decide whether or not they turn that over. The, the press should be protected. And quite frankly, anybody should be protected. I, you know, as as, um, you know, something on the Internet as a, a venue on the Internet, you are the press. And you should and, and people who are posting there or whatever, they're your sources and your sources should be protected. That's what this is supposed to be about. And this crap right here is the reason that the United States is well down the list of freest countries in the world Absolutely. when it comes to press freedom. Hey, wake up, America. The well, United like, States is not the freest place in the world anymore. It might have been when you were a kid and you were taught in first grade to put your hand over your heart and pledge allegiance to the flag and do all that stuff, but it's not anymore. And these freedoms are being eroded every day, day by day, chipped away at. Well, now, wasn't it uh, the case that you mentioned the press freedom ratings? Wasn't it like the U.S. was somewhere in the 70s on the press freedom ratings? I, mean, I don't recall, but it was way down. It was way, way down. down. I'd down have to look, list. but it's it's not it, – it wasn't uh, – you know, it wasn't – it made you feel bad when you looked at the list. I don't think the media should be interested. Again, this is the attorney for the uh, the plaintiffs in the case in protecting the into identities of cyber bullies. I don't think these people are advancing any cause of democracy. Who cares or, what you think, pal? <laughs> I mean, apparently the judge agrees with him. I know, but I, you know, quite frankly, I don't care what the judge thinks either. Although his opinion does carry weight. He also says, I don't think these people are advancing any cause of democracy or purposeful free speech. So, so this is what free speech is supposed to be. Free speech is supposed to be protected because it's unpopular. That's right. All right. Like you don't have to believe that it should be protected for it to be protected. The sickest, weirdest speech should be protected because if you don't protect that speech, then the, the speech that needs to be protected won't be protected either because the next person that makes the decision won't be you. 
All it is is cyberbullying, he says, and these kind of individuals need to understand that there is accountability for that kind of behavior. This late, one of the people that was making the comments used to work at the office. I mean, there's not so. <laughs> sounds to me like what she, that lady's got to say is kind of valid. 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. You can't hurt anyone's feelings anymore. That's a criminal act. 800-259-9231. Your thoughts are welcome. Bring up anything. Maybe if you're in Indy, you can give us more detail on the story. It's Free Talk Live. The 59th Annual Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring presented by Fresh from Florida is coming March 19th. See Porsche, Corvette, Ferrari, Jaguar, BMW, Mazda, Acura, Audi, and many other world-class racing teams battle in America's toughest road race as Sebring hosts the first race of the Intercontinental Le Mans Cup in 2011. Gates open Wednesday, March 16th. Order your tickets today by calling 800-626-RACE or visit SeberingRaceway.com. See the cars and stars in the American Le Mans Series, driver autograph sessions, vintage race cars, and visit the Party Zone. Featuring our spring break bikini contest. Up and coming man Selby, Chuckman, Alluvion, Selena Jordan, and DJ Scotty B. Presented by GoMobileWeb.com. Four days of family fun at Sebring and children club and under admitted free. Get all the info at SeberingRaceway.com. The 59th Annual Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring. Presented by Fresh from Florida. March 19th is the date. Sebring is the place. Order your tickets at SeberingRaceway.com. Brought to you in part by Budweiser, Jaguar, and Michelin. Take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231, and you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing they are listeners of this program. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com and see that for yourself. If you're a lady listener, you can get details on how to become part of the Shrine at shrine.freetalklive.com. Healthcare, guns, weed. Want more freedom? Then stop waiting for permission to exercise your rights. Nullify Now. The Nullify Now tour lands in New Hampshire on March the 19th. You can uh, visit nullifynow.com for more information. I'm going to be emceeing the event. Ian, you're going to be there, well, kind of loping around or doing whatever the heck you do. Exactly what. Nullifynow.com. All right, 800-259-9231 as we continue here. You can bring up anything you want. Chris, listening in Indiana, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Chris. Chris in Indiana. Hey, um, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I had an interesting subject to bring up. I don't subscribe to this belief, but there's a lot of talk about this December 21st, 2012 theory, and I'm not talking about this day as like an individual day, but the weeks leading up to this event, like a lot of scary ideas have been drummed into a lot of people's minds through mm. movies and media and underground media and so forth. And like, you think the the mainstream news, I, I believe will be getting to into this, like into the story, the weeks leading up. You I would agree. Think. Yep. I mean, like, do you think that there could be a possible, like, crash or anything like that because like a stock market crash well, there's or, always the possibility of a, might, 
Are you kind of angling? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. ahead. There's always a possibility of some sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy, I suppose. Is that what you're kind of angling at there? Well, I mean, I don't know if there's a self-fulfilling prophecy evolving or because, you know, through movies such as 2012 and all this stuff on the History Channel about the Nostradamus story and the as what is it the Mayan Empire or the Aztec Mayans right Mayan calendar right yeah it's the Mayan calendar and it's just I'm not talking about this day because I I just don't subscribe to the belief that the world's going to end but I'm just afraid of I mean not really afraid but more curious about what's going to happen the weeks leading up to this event because the mainstream media I mean it's just we have the Y um, we have the Y two K experience to mm, look at yeah Um, yeah yeah, people. People people compare it to that, but the Y2K was more about electronics failing, and I don't think that was Dude, even close. Dude, hold to like on a second here. People were had what? the expectation that the world that, was going to end. That, right? that, that they were stocking up on food. They thought that no, uh, nothing, worked. nothing that has electricity was going to work anymore. Um, you know, maybe things power are, grid was going to fail. Yeah, power grids were going to fail. I mean, people really thought you're you're talking about eat the dog kind of crisis coming uh, coming on down the line. And I don't think I mean it's, so. I mean you're. I, I think you're probably going to see about as much happen, uh, you know, on this probably less happen on this uh, 2012 day as you you saw from uh, Y2K. But I absolutely agree that people will get caught up in the paranoia, and that in and of itself will cause something to occur. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you because Y2K. Yeah, I mean, there was a scare there, and I was younger then, and I, you know, I was still in high school, so it wouldn't have. I mean, I wasn't like in a job or anything, so. Even if things did mess up, I wouldn't have been like out of a job or anything. But like, I, I mean, but this is this is like more like end of the world type stuff. Like not just electronics failing. I just think like, I see where you're coming there's from. A, there's a big consp- there's a big conspiracy yeah. that I don't subscribe to. I just want to make that clear. I no, I totally understand to where you're coming like from. Planet, there's like this Planet X thing, and like, but sure, like a sure. Lot there's of a lot of stuff out there, no doubt about it. And I thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I see where he's coming from. Like, you know, from one perspective, the twenty twelve or the the, two, the year two thousand uh, purported Y two K failure thing doesn't it didn't have the religious connotations around it right i mean there are a lot of people that are freaked out about sure. 2012 i know there's some differences but yeah, so i know. could see how it could be a, i could see how he might think it'd be a little more serious what might happen how people might respond the paranoia well, that they'll respond with okay so the actions they may take y2k could have actually happened though right like everybody <laughs> knows that you're talking about wackaloon bullcrap when you're talking about it's gonna end because the mind well, calendar now, well, wait a minute. you're saying everybody knows but how many people people really believe that stuff like well, how many some people of them, some of them do but at least with the y2k situation it was founded on something that real science sure happen yeah, right so you had a lot i like, think i i think that this will be will be le- i think people are amused um mm-hmm. and of course there's the art bell crowd out there that uh, that's always looking for the next comet that's going to turn us into uh you know flatter than pancakes or whatever it is that uh, is going to happen i don't know but uh, i I I I think this is it's I personally just consider it much ado about nothing. I don't think I don't think you're going to see as much happen around this as happen around Y2K. What are your thoughts at 800-259-9231? What has your experience been with the people that you know? I mean, maybe we're biased, Mark, because we don't hang around people that would be susceptible to this message. I mean, the people that we typically associate with 
would be above this. They wouldn't believe in this silly nonsense, the idea that the world's going to end on uh, in 2012. But what about well, people that go to you know fundamentalist churches or something like that? What do but, they think? Well, they think that no man knows the hour or the day. That's mm. what they think. I mean, so if if you're a Christian, so is this like a new age you, thing? If it, it's something like, who's, like that, who's freaked out by this? Then, if it's not the Christians, the same then, people that were freaked out about the last one. And the last and the one before that. The preparedness nuts. I, I mean, don't know. I mean, it's just the, there's a certain personality type that gets that gets off on this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, per, perhaps their their life in and of itself isn't that interesting. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is that uh, gets them all whipped up into fervors about these uh, these situations. But um, you know, no, you think it's like <laughs> I don't see how you can call yourself a Christian and be interested in this Y two K thing mm-hmm. because yeah, it 2012. has. Uh, excuse me, the 2012 thing, because it has nothing to do with the Bible. And the Bible Mm. says that no man knows the hour or the day. And, uh, you know, false prophets will spring up at the end times, blah, 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 blah. So if you believe that stuff, you're believing a false prophet. I I, I guess it just always felt like kind of a religious belief, but I guess that... uh, It's a religious belief in the sense that it's similar to that, but it's not a Christian belief. Huh. Who falls for this stuff then? I mean, clearly there's a lot of people talking about it out there. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. So let's get to you and your thoughts. You can bring up anything you want. Alex is in Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Alex. Hey, I have a question about um, what you're talking about, about how it's religious. Um, I don't know what it is. What do you think? Well, here's what I think. And personally, um, I'm a Christian. Um, but I am open to other beliefs. But honestly, I think it is just another Y2K thing as far as um, it's just hype, you know. Um, it seems like um, more and more there's always, quote-unquote, survival guides on um, how to survive 2012. Um, and it seems like there was a lot of that back in Y2K. Um, so I, I think it's just about money. I really don't think religion has anything to do with it. Do you think it. it's I about think people it's, like cashing in on the fervor, like making movies and selling uh, products and things like that? Yeah, exactly. Hey, if you make a good movie, I got no problem with it. I um, mean, I don't know. I didn't see the uh, the movie that was in question here, the 2012 movie. If it was good, you know, they, they deserve to make money. Hey, I, I know you said you had a question. We'll bring it back here in a moment. You're welcome to ask whatever that was here in a, uh, just a bit. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And didn't the 2012 movie bomb? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'll have to check the numbers here. 800-259-9231. Take control. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done. Get a great deal. And a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up what you want. 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line to control of the airwaves. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there completely free. Features including the webcam. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com and you can watch, you can listen, and you can interact. The chat room is built in to the same page. Uh, Go to cam freetalklive.com and know that the webcam is brought to you by Memory Dealers. Yep, uh, MemoryDealers.com is bringing you a, a special treat on the webcam tonight. Uh, the MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers. 
including SFPs, XFPs, GBIC, Zenpax, and X2s. They're 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99%, 99% off of list price. Go check it out. They're in stock, ready to ship. The overnight delivery, it's memorydealers.com. All right, 800-259-9231 as we continue here. Alex, I think, is still with us there in Georgia. Alex, are you still there? Yeah, I am. All right, you said you'd had a question. Go ahead with your thoughts. Um, well, you brought up religion um, and spirituality um, throughout the whole 2012 thing. What about science? Um, anybody who does just a little bit of research will clearly see that the Mayan calendar is actually actually um, cyclical. It's not linear, so it would just restart. There's there's no there's no um, end to it. Um, hmm. Just like our calendar, you know, 365 days, and then it starts over. Yeah, you know, there's uh, I've if if you've ever looked at these in almanacs or anything like that, there are only 14 different calendars, and you can apply them throughout the uh, the year just by referencing them. So there's a uh, since there's seven days in a week, January 1st has to fall Sunday through. Saturday and every and so you can reference those seven calendars. Then you've got leap years, which have an additional day in them. So you would then insert those other seven calendars in when they are needed. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it it doesn't end. It never ends. So do you think that um, the whole, you know, quote unquote, end of the world thing is actually a little bit um, invalid because it it can't be backed up as far as um, referencing the Mayan? calendar i think that the end of the world thing is invalid because uh people have been uh pointing it out uh throughout the ages i mean the, there's there's always somebody saying tomorrow's the end of the world mm-hmm. and what it, does that even I mean, mean for the world I mean, you've got end? you've got nostradamus um i mean you've got you've even got um the people from westboro baptist church um, All of them are crackpots. I mean, right. we're, that's what Nostra- we're talking about. Nostradamus has got uh, has got a really cool name, and that's yeah. what uh, <laughs> what he's got. I mean, if you take a look at some of these predictions, really take a look at the rambling, nutty writings of Nostradamus. So I have to, d- d- right? Don't don't do it if you if you have any uh, you know if you really value your time. Yeah. But I mean, this uh, the the people that go through this, it's, it's the like idea reading, that this guy knows something. It's is like ludicrous. reading tea leaves. You can find anything in this stuff. Oh, yeah. Anything else you want to share, Alex? Um, No, that was about it. Thanks for the call, dude. I appreciate hearing from you tonight at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. At Let's the very continue. least with the uh, the Christian religion, they say that no man – in the Bible, they say no man knows the hour or the day. So therefore, um, folks uh, going around talking about this is the end of the world – What does can, that even mean for the end of the world? I mean, what, what does that mean? From a Christian standpoint? Well, I mean, no, not from a Christian standpoint, but from all these people that are saying 2012, the world's going to end. What does that mean? Is the world going to explode? Will the world be consumed in fire? Will it, uh, you know, what would what would define the end of the world? Would it be mass extinction? Because the world won't end if you just, you know, have the human race extinct. I mean, your world might, uh, your your consciousness might, but... I don't know. What does it even mean? Define I can tell it. you that uh, the cockroaches are getting bigger um, year upon year, decade upon decade. Co- cockroaches in, cockroaches are getting bigger really? in size. So I, I think that uh, I, for you, one, welcome our new cockroaches. <laughs> our, our new insect overlords. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> hey, it's it's a competition to see who's going to be the, uh, the the supreme beast on this planet. We can still stomp them, but there may be a day they're stomping us. All right, we continue here. Uh, 800-259-9231. Bill, listening in Indy to WXNT. Hey, Bill. Bill in Indianapolis going. Boosted, there he is. You your volume, and I really appreciate that. I can hear you much better on the phone now. 
Oh, great. It wasn't me. Um, Thanks to the board op. Go ahead with your thoughts. Okay. Um, we always are going to have a lot of gullible people. We had a local gal here somewhere in middle Indiana, and she uh, spent 100000 or $125,000 on a fortune teller, you know, and believed that this Ooh. gal could could get her in touch with her uh, dearly departed oh, husband and all man. that. So the sad. That, yeah, that people will spend their life savings on, on something like that and believe in it. Well, you know, Nancy Reagan believed in astrology and yep. all the other people that... Now, I don't find fault for people uh, taking simple precautions, like for Y2K. You know, you always want to have a little bit of cash on hand. Absolutely. You always I mean, want to have a flashlight or a blanket or candles in the house. And, you know, like we had the ice storm here, yeah. you know, and it's some non-perishables. A couple, you know, you know, a week's worth of food isn't going to kill you. Absolutely. I agree. I mean, I use the term preparedness nuts. I've got some food. I've got some toilet paper. I mean, but I always... When it's I, the dwelling on it. Yeah. That's, that, that, that for me is Obsessing what it is. Obsessing over it. It's a great idea to have a few weeks, maybe a few months worth of food. Um, you know, they get, there's some great products out there that you can uh, get, this the storable food. Some of it's really, really good. Um but it's it's the whole and, and to have backup batteries and have good your flashlights tested and your fire alarms checked it's good to do all these things but it's you the, can go a little crazy with it. yeah you can go a little crazy over it and that's i think that's there's a line in there somewhere and it's probably different for everybody continue with your thoughts bill okay i was just going to say back in the 70s when i went to bible school or bible sunday school sorry at, at church and um they told us that jesus was going to come back in the year 2000 for the <laughs> In 1999, and they talked about 2000 and Jesus coming back, I said, well, tell me what street corner he's going to be on, and I'll be the first to be there. I'd like to see it. Yeah. And I'm still waiting. Yeah, right. Mm. Okay. The, uh, 2000 was a fun year because it's got the, the zeros in it and everything. Yep. There's three of them in a row. And people like it, um, but yeah, the, it's, it's interesting how man places... I mean, obviously, this calendar's made up. You know? <laughs> it's, it not even, it's not it even right. Uh, it has, it's been, what well, Jesus was uh, 5 BC or something like that is what uh, I've heard. Isn't it time now that we should all start preparing for Y3K? <laughs> Thanks for the call tonight, Bill. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. You know, you're right, Mark. The calendar is completely arbitrary, and I would like to propose a new one. Uh, I, you know, I've been thinking about this, and I think I'm going to propose this a few years ago, but maybe some influential people are listening tonight, and they can make this happen. Like, how do you change the calendar? How, I mean, it's it's possible to change, like, the time zone. We've seen, like, Indiana, for instance, changed recently from kind of this weird We've also seen to uh, Eastern what, time. It was, what it was like when they were trying to change the United States over the metric system. Yeah, that didn't work out too yeah. well. I but mean, it's a good idea, right? Like, that's a good idea. Metric makes more sense, from yeah, what I understand. I, I, I don't agreed. know it for crap, because I didn't learn it when I was growing up. But. Agreed, but, I mean, it's it's useless to know in the United States, largely useless. You're, if you try to, to talk to people in liters and centimeters, right. you're, you're, you're going to be speaking nearly a foreign language to them. Celsius. They, yeah, to the point that they have to do the math in their head. Even if they know it, they have to do the math in their head. I, I remember going up it's, to Canada, they'd, they'd talk in that Celsius stuff and try to sell you gasoline and liters and all these things and i just found it bewildering i think we need to add a 13th month why a 13th why month? in the hell are there so many weird length months i mean you look at you get 28 days in february you got 30 days and thir- 31 days and you don't have a full it's it, february is the only month that makes sense it's 28 days the march the next month after february the first 28 days are the same day so like the first 
if it was a Monday in February is also a Monday in March, like consistency would would be nice. And so if you add a 13th month and you have 13 28 day months, then you've got the same day throughout the entire year on every day of the I've heard that this was the way the old calendars were were done when on a 360 day basis. And then you could have your 12 months. 12 is a better number than 13. Um, You could have 12 months. That's just because people are superstitious. It's just no, I'm just saying it's a better number. It's a. you know, 13 is a prime number. It's kind of an ugly number to use. 12 can be divided <laughs> better. Um, you have quarters with 12. What do you yeah. have with 13? Um, and then you just make a party for the last five days. I mean, you just, nobody, you know, whatever well, whatever you want to do, but turn it into some kind of religious festival. 13 28-day months gives you a 364-day year. And so you can have the party day be the last day. And if it's a leap year, you can have a second party we day. We can't agree on it on the show. I know. It's, you can't agree. It's uh, a shame. Uh, yeah. It's I mean, a shame. The seven it's days such a good for a week idea. doesn't make any sense to me either. I mean, <laughs> you cannot split that properly. All right. 800-259. ten days. I, I, you know, we could work on this. 1-800-259-9231. That's what we should do in New Hampshire. We should uh, separate out and change the entire oh calendar. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> More coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. <laughs> Imagine setting a business appointment with that. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there totally free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you uh, enjoy this program, you want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier for as little as $3 per month. We will take that money in, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations across the country, uh, bring more internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Go to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up with your major credit card through PayPal, or use Visa or MasterCard right on our site, and get the perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum, and more, including AMP-only podcast, at amp.freetalklive.com. We mentioned SACL CAI on the show on a pretty regular basis. They they sponsor the phone lines. The principal over there, Jason Osborne, is a huge advocate for liberty. He wants uh, people to ha- you to have more freedom in your life. And as a result, he sponsors Free Talk Live and uh, several other events and, and uh, ad venues and things like that in order to hopefully we see that in our lifetimes. If you want to find out more about his company, SACL CAI, you can go to the banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. They handle accounts receivable for companies, and they can help you, whether you've got a hospital, doctor's office, bank, utility, or any other business. It's SACL CAI. Let's continue with your phone calls. Tom, listening in Indy to WXNT. Hey, Tom. Tom. How are you? Hey, doing great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I, I don't uh, necessarily believe in the 2012 uh, theory. However, there are uh, Christian groups right now that are saying that May 21st, 2011, is the day of judgment and the day of rapture. Okay, based on what? The Bible, they say. Well, I don't believe in it, but this is what uh, they're saying. You can look it up on the, uh, on the Internet, but it's pretty wild stuff. 
Well, you know, my my experience with that is the Bible's clear. Uh, like there may be some things that you could go numerology. You can you know take how many verses there are and count them up, and how many letters are in those verses and count those up, and you know you come up with some date from some place or another. But it's clear. It says no man knows the hour or the day, and by no man they mean no man. That's just your interpretation, Mark. <laughs> and and so therefore anybody who's coming up with this is coming up with something that's contrary to the Bible. So I find it very interesting that these groups that claim to believe the Bible will attempt to ascertain what the day is through the Bible when the Bible says that no man knows the hour or the day. Yeah, but doesn't the Bible say a lot of things and then contradict itself many times? Well, you know, a, uh, a women should have their heads covered. That's for, That much is for sure. It's true. Okay, thank you, Tom, gentlemen. thanks for the thoughts. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Well, so it was May 11th, was it? Uh, what it was, May 11th? I don't know. I, I mean, don't care. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's just, it, I, I just, I cannot get excited about it. I don't know. We've what had day. all kinds of predictions like this made over the years. I know it's December program. in 2012, but I don't even know the day because I think it's the 21st or something like it that. It doesn't because it's just so doesn't Solstice. matter to me. I yeah. know they're wrong, so I don't have to look. I mean, right? You know, if they really believe it's true, then they should start kind of selling off all their assets and stuff, right? Like they should be changing their lives. Party like it's 1999, baby. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line as we continue here. Let's talk to Mark in Virginia. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live. Lena, Mark. Mark in Virginia. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, what's I up? just wanted to uh, bring up a couple things. I, I was listening to you guys the other day at, uh, at work, and so I, I haven't really been uh, listening too much tonight. I was busy in the uh, commute and everything. But We're I heard talking- you mention that chemtrails are... Uh, are just totally, you know, nonsense and and, and fantasy and. I, I really it's, it sounds like paranoia for the most part. I mean, again, I didn't say total. I said that there have been some instances where it's confirmed that indeed there have been things like malathion dumped on uh, on people and you know d- dumped over large swaths of land, like as happened to us down in Florida. Um, but yeah. you know that was pretty obvious when that happened. I think I think most of the people that believe in this uh, alleged phenomenon are just really people that are really paranoid. Well, you know, I don't think it's even all that alleged, and I don't, I don't think the Florida incident even really relates to chemtrails. But, uh, you know, just yesterday in USA Today, there was a story on geoengineering. It's not too hard to look it up, you know, uh, search USA Today and geoengineering. And mm-hmm. so I, I think slowly but surely, you know, the, the truth on this is coming out. It's not a big secret. All you have to do, uh, especially yesterday and today in Virginia, is go outside and look up in the entire you know, sky from horizon to horizon was covered. And it's yeah, not, it's not, that uh, doesn't tell anyone anything. That's just, that's people looking up at the sky and seeing things they want to be there. They have no evidence that it's anything other than contrails spreading out or, or some sort of cloud well, formation. Sure, there, there is evidence, sure, there's evidence. The difference would be if, if you went out on a cold morning and you exhale and, and your, your, your uh, exhalation dissipates immediately, that, that would be equivalent to a contrail. If you were to breathe out, and, and the steam just sat there in front of your face and it never dissipated, that, that would be more like what a chemtrail is. So they have been doing this since I was a child, this whole, uh, this whole chemtrail no, spring? No, no, the first time any, anyone started noticing lingering chemtrails was in the last you know, 10 to 13 years. I'm sorry. When I was a kid, I was very interested in, uh, air, you know, every kid loves to look up at aer- airplane. Um, and I used to watch them, and there were sure were contrails at the time, and sure. they would linger. Yeah, they What's that? 
and they and they dissipate fairly quickly. They don't linger for hours and hours and hours. It's, I understand it. We've had uh, pilots call in and talk to us about the the changes in jet engine technology over the last twenty years, and that uh, they're using different engines than they used forty years ago. Which stands to reason, right? I mean, obviously, there's going to be in, uh, improvements in the technology, and what that is, it causes a different consistency to the contrail. See, now I I'm fine with the theory that the government's spraying stuff because I know that if the government wants wanted to, to spray stuff, they just go ahead and spray it. It's connecting it to contrails that sounds nuts to me. Because well, well, contrails well, I'm, are contrails. I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you, and I don't, I don't go so far as to say, and I, I think a lot of conspiracy, conspiracy theorists mess up when they say, uh, because I know A is a certainty, I also know that B is the reason why. I'm not saying that, that I know why. What I do know is that any time there are cover-ups or secrets, that causes uh, suspicion. And so when you tell people, the public, you know, what you're looking up at in the sky isn't even there, that, that's, you know, that's going to create uh, suspicion. And, and when you look at the northern Virginia sky on a day like yesterday or today, uh, I mean, it's covered horizon to horizon. How many aircraft? We have three major airports in the, in the area. And, and they don't operate at fifty to sixty thousand feet straight out of the, uh, you know, Dulles or Reagan or uh, a Baltimore Airport. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, did you see the planes, you know, crossing, crisscrossing back and forth, the same plane over and over again? Do you have anything else to point to besides the fact that there was some clouds in the sky? No, you can see them. You can definitely see them. Uh-huh. It's not. That's what I'm saying. It's not some secret, you know, imaginary thing that you know. I, I, I'm not sure what area of the country you live in, but I mean, if, if you were here uh, anywhere in the northern Virginia, D.C. area yesterday or today, and if there's listeners out there that can, you know, back me up on this, call in and. and Look, I, I've got friends. Note. I have friends in all parts of the country, and, and I've had many of them talk about the same instance that they're they're looking for what's nefarious. But what well, th- what doesn't make sense to me is that there would have to be a huge. Pro- government program behind this because that, not only do you, you not uh, but let me let me finish please not only do you have all the airplanes that are in the sky they're leaving real live contrails right like some contrails are contrails right right and they're easy okay. to, uh, to differentiate so you've got the real live airplanes in the sky but then you're going to have this government uh the the government chemtrail spraying planes and they're going to have to be blanketing know. the whole nation who knows i mean and and no one claims to really know what they're doing up there so you'd have to have pilots that are prepared to talk about this remember no, these pilots are spraying their own kids no for one you know uh, you know i've, I've been prior military and worked in the government and had clearance, uh, there's a compartmentalization issue. And certainly pilots can be ordered, military pilots, to fly missions, and, and, and they may not even be aware. You're saying, well, hold on a second. Well, no. You think they think they're in Afghanistan, dude? <laughs> I mean, for, for, for God's on. sake. Now you really sound paranoid. Look, uh, no, Wayne was I, in I, here well, the other I, night. I agree with you. I agree with you that I don't, I'm not saying that this is what it's for. We haven't agreed on much for. in this call. I'd like to point that out. Well, Look, we had well, Wayne on the other night, when you're ta- what you're talking about here, Wednesday night, and Wayne is kind of like halfway in y- your camp, the kind of the camp. Actually, camp. I don't think I heard Wayne. I think I came on after that, and I just heard Okay, well, if you, you want, you can go and listen on, on Wednesday night show. And thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. But Wayne, while he was in here, uh, he pulled up a picture of, uh, and we didn't talk about this on the air. He showed us off the air. He pulled up a picture that was sent to him by someone he claims should know 
that was ostensibly the interior of a chemtrail plane. And, you know, there were these things yeah, in there. Yeah, it's and they, neat looking. I mean, yeah, ooh, looks like stuff in there. Yeah, it looks, looks like, like there were these spraying things. Possi- yeah, it looked like, you know, that could have been a possibility for what that, that stuff was. It looked like, you know, sure, maybe. The idea that a pi- pilot is going to be able to get on this plane where there's these tanks that are hooked up to the wings. Yeah. Uh, and he's I like, just don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they told me to press this button and I don't know what it does. i got to keep pressing it over and over. Yeah, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, and like you said, they, they find all single pilots because most of them, these guys have families. Are you ready to explore New Hampshire? Meet more than a thousand freedom-loving friends and experience the free market in action. You can do all of these things and more at the Free State Project's twenty eleven Porcupine Freedom Festival at Rogers Campground in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. Porkfest has games, hikes, live music, dance parties, fun activities for kids and even state-free weddings. And of course, Porkfest features the famous Agora Valley, where the free market thrives. You won't want to miss speakers like Stefan Molyneux and Jane Neal Shulman, but the best part of Porkfest is being surrounded by more than a thousand like-minded, freedom-loving friends. The fun begins on June 20th, 2011, and doesn't stop until the 26th. Porkfest 2011 is the biggest liberty-oriented event in the world. This year, you can be a part of it. Don't miss out. Visit Porkfest.com today. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Use coupon code FREETALKLIVE, all one word, for 20% off. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Coming up, your chance to win a two-pack of the Toda Sack. We'll tell you more about that and how to win here in a little bit, so stay tuned for that opportunity. And, of course, we'll take your calls as well, 800-259-9231. You know, we have been besieged for some reason, uh, Mark, uh, this particular week by these chemtrail uh, callers. And honestly, we're not scientists. We uh, And I don't think any of our callers have been scientists either uh, in this particular case. But the people are trying to make this case that uh, we're all being poisoned. Look up at the sky. You can see the evidence. There's t- th- Those aren't contrails. You may have thought they were, but they're not. They're actually chemtrails. They're actually barium and other chemicals and metals that they're just pouring out of the airplanes into the skies for the purposes of either controlling your mind or or poisoning you or uh, or, or controlling Sedate, the weather sedating you yeah the, those yeah. Can- uh, so the reasons are, are varied. Well, and, and it makes, but but the conclu- jumping to conclusions makes as much sense as saying, "I see a government vehicle. They must be uh, transmitting mind-altering waves out of it." I mean, that's that's the kind of jumping uh, in logic that you're seeing there. I mean, I'm I, I'm not supporting government vehicles. Uh, I think that uh, the government has far too many of them. But I don't assume that because the government's driving cars around that they're transmitting, uh, you know, mind-controlling 
waves out of the trunk. So I figured let's well let's see if we can get a little bit more information maybe from somebody who knows what it is that they're talking about. In this case, uh, I went up and I looked up how long do contrails last because the claim of the last caller was that well you see that uh, if it lasts a long time it can't be a contrail it uh, has to be chemicals that they're they're putting up there or or metals or whatever it is they're ostensibly uh, spraying. And as you pointed out, Mark, you remember contrails lasting a long time as a kid. I. I you know, remember things similar to that, but I'm not a professional. I don't fly planes for a living, but there is someone who does. Uh, he's got a website called ContrailScience.com, and uh, so let's see what he has to say. The question, how long do contrails last? Answer, anywhere from less than a second up to several hours. He says that uh, this is an oft-asked question. The answer is reasonably straightforward, but misunderstanding is common. To understand why a contrail can last as little as a fraction of a second or as long as several hours, you need to understand what a contrail is and how it forms. So here's another question which has the exact same answer. How long does a snowflake last? Now, why is this basically the same question? Because contrails are generally made of ice crystals. Jet exhaust contains a lot of water vapor. A chemical reaction actually produces more water than there was originally jet fuel. And when this gets shot out the back of the engine at 2,000 miles per hour, it hits the frigid air, typically colder than negative 40 degrees, and the water vapor condenses and freezes very quickly into tiny ice crystals, just like snowflakes. So why do these ice crystals sometimes stay around for a long time and sometimes vanish in seconds? Well, the temperature is well below freezing, so they can't melt, can they? This is puzzling because it involves something that most people know nothing about, which is sublimation. Now, sublimation, and stop me if you're not following this. I'm with you. Sublimation is when a substance, in this case water, goes directly from being a solid to being a vapor without actually melting into a liquid first. So okay. do you follow? Yeah. It's like evaporation, except instead of a liquid evaporating, it's a solid that's evaporating. So if the air is dry like there's no or there's little water vapor in it then the ice crystals will quickly sublimate into vapor and the trail will vanish quickly however if the air already has a lot of water vapor in it then the ice will sublimate slower and the trail will last longer if the air has so much water vapor in it that it can't hold any more that it is super saturated then the ice crystals can't sublimate and so the contrail will stay around for a long time. The ice crystals might even attract water from the air if there is enough, and the contrail will get thicker. Winds might make the contrail spread out to even cover the whole sky. And what was our last caller talking about? How the whole sky from one side to the other was covered with chemtrails. They didn't go away quickly, so they must be chemicals. The above is right. That's, it is a jumping conclusion. I, you know, I, I'm not gonna. If you, it makes more sense to me to say the government's spraying chemicals out of the back of airplanes than it does to say the see those lines in the sky. Those are the government spraying chemicals out of the back of an airplane. Because I, I mean, we all know. We've all looked at the learned at least some cursory level of science on contrails and had some understanding of them when we were kids. And then to to go, I mean, it just it just ta- looks like 
paranoid lunacy to me. I'm sorry. That's what it is. The above is a simplification, says uh, the author here at ContrailScience.com, as other factors like temperature, pressure, and sunlight do have an effect. But it explains the basic reasons why some trails last only a few seconds and some can last for hours and spread out to cover the entire sky. And finally, there is one more way of asking this question. Question. How long do clouds last? This right. is the same question because contrails are clouds. Contrails are physically similar, very similar to cirrus clouds, except that they're long and thin, and so they act almost exactly the same. And you see cirrus clouds that last for hours. So why not contrails? There you go. Scientific explanation for you as to why those contrails are not actually chemicals or metals or whatever it is you know that you have been led to believe by the conspiracy kook uh, talk radio programs and websites out there. 1-800-259-9231. Now, again, as you said, Mark, that doesn't mean the government wouldn't do something like this. That doesn't mean that they wouldn't be interested in experimenting on people without their knowledge. There's plenty of evidence that they've done things like that in the past. But what it does mean is that the websites and the talk radio programs and the, uh, the promoters of this, the people that are making the videos about it and selling them, the people that are writing books and selling those books or whatever it is, they're, the, the products that are out there supposedly protecting you from the chemtrails in the sky, get your gas masks on. Uh, these are people just trying to cash in on your paranoia. Well, I don't. In some cases, they're doing it on their own. I mean, they're they're not getting paid. Many of the, I I wouldn't suggest that people believe or not believe um, what what it is that they're purporting. I I, I would I, I wouldn't be so jaded to say that they're just trying to cash in, but I think they're wrong. Yeah, one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, and apparently science also thinks they're wrong as well. So let's continue here. You can bring up anything, Helen, listening to WNYY in Ithaca, New York. Hello, Helen. Oh, hi. Hey, Good Helen. you, gentlemen. Hey. Um, I was wondering, and I actually was in, like, philosophy and government at an Ivy League school, and I don't totally get what the difference is between... Uh, all right, I'm going to say, like, face up here. All right, I lived in France for a while. Uh, you could call me a socialist, and I would say, thank you. I'm proud to be one. Those were the happiest days of my life, <laughs> I, I think. The French government worked very well, and I know that you're not in agreement with that. I don't uh, agree with uh, stealing. I think if you want to get together with your own people of a like mind and have a commune, I think that's fine. But forcing other people is uh, is against you know my moral belief system. I, I don't think it's right uh, to use everybody coercion. Everybody was very happy there. It was a better scene than it is in this country, let me tell you. Okay. And everybody my, was happy. My, Great. Yeah, all my grandparents are from Ireland, so uh, I'm getting my brothers to have us apply for Irish citizenship, mainly so I can go back there anytime I feel like it. <laughs> Anyhow, I wasn't calling for that reason. But um, what? how can you distinguish between um, an anarchist and a libertarian? Great question. What I'll tell you what. Hold on. We'll bring you back. We'll have this discussion in a moment. I want to make sure we give away the to- uh, the TOTA sack. Two-pack of the TOTA sack. Helen won them one Could time. Be, did she win? Did she did. Cool. Yeah, I keep track of that. So, uh, yeah, totasack.us. You can go to totasak.us and you can win even if you are a socialist. Um, <laughs> we, 
we we hold no uh, no grudges. Yep, like, you'll you'll get a two pack of these. She's always very nice. Awesome tools that allow you to bring the groceries back in from the car. Uh, and for me, it's one trip. It makes it so easy, and they're a great tool. Plus, they double as a self defense device. Go to totasac.us to learn more to order yourself a family pack, or even get them wholesale at totasac.us. If you want a two pack, you could have them if you dial in right now at six zero three four three five eleven zero five. That's six zero three four three five eleven zero five. Call in now to win a two pack of the Totasac. Six zero three four three five eleven zero five. More free talk live coming up. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're as low as $535, double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today. Cruise.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website where we give you the features for free. The archives are there, so if you've missed a moment of the show, don't worry. It's right there, top of the page. Click, download, and it's yours. Go to freetalklive.com. And when I say it, I mean lots of it's. There's years' worth of archives there going all the way back to late 2006. All of it is free. Thanks to HostGator. HostGator makes it simple for you to get your own website. You can go buy a domain name there. They have .com names, .anything. They have tools and templates from which you can uh, use to generate your website. They make it easy for the uh, the average person to make their own website, whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website. HostGator can do that for you, and they'll give you a 99%, a 99.9% uptime guarantee. A uh, 45-day money-back guarantee, 24-7 technical support. And if you use the link we've got, it's hostgator.freetalklive.com. You'll get your first month completely free. It's a great bonus. Hostgator.freetalklive.com. All right, 800-259-9231. As we continue here, we go back to Helen listening to WNYY in Ithaca. Helen, are you still with us? Yeah, I'm still here. Now, you had asked the question uh, in the last segment about what is the difference between an anarchist and a libertarian? Was that the question? Yeah, yeah that was it, yeah. Well, I'd, I'd first off... And, I'd, I, and I will identify myself as a socialist, although okay. I'm, on the, I'm on the Democratic Committee here, but I really uh, would prefer to be a socialist. I lived in France and... Uh, and loved it. I loved it. All right. So, Mark, you want to have a crack at this one? Well, you know, the uh, first off, uh, I guess a word is def- defined by usage. So an anarchist largely, um, you know, in, in, its, in its terms and usage, whether or not this is the official term or whatever, is it means a bomb-throwing throwing crazy man who wants to see no, the... No, 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 no. Do you remember those two Italian guys who were, like, uh, who were executed in the 1930 or something? They they were not they just believed that uh, there should not be government in it so so it's like the same the same thing that you're professing and they were executed indeed in this uh, you know, but but there's also the guy who shot McKinley um, I've I've never can get his name right and the guy who shot Archduke uh, Ferdinand and started off that started off World War One and essentially started off World War Two because World War One caused World War Two well, so this, this is the, both this of those is later guys. Than the, 
Yeah. In, indeed, I'm just Sorry. saying that uh, you know, there's certainly people that uh, identify themselves as anarchists that are not bomb throwing weirdos. However, no, the, these two Italian guys were not bomb throwing weirdos. I, they, they were not born here. They were born in Italy, but they were just like politically active, and they like were anarchists, and they were executed. So uh, understood. And that's horrible. Yeah, understood. I mean, you know, if I, I under I sympathize with people who use the term to describe themselves, and I understand what it is that they're trying to say when they say it. I think that it is an uh, an unhelpful term. I think that it uh, it draws up in people's minds. Uh, well, <laughs> the the kind of people that would shoot President McKinley or shoot uh, Archduke Ferdinand, and and then like the results. They didn't shoot anybody. But those two people didn't, but. The two people that shot those two guys were self-identified as anarchists. Okay, anarchists, right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, and there are people like more common, uh, you know, or contemporary times where you see these protests happening at like G twenty or whatever, where people are in the streets, they're uh, they're rioting, they're destroying storefront windows, they're throwing Molotov cocktails. Uh, these people would also call themselves anarchists. So now we're getting okay. into the discussion as but to are, are you are, are you guys against protest or something i'm against uh, molotov cocktail throwing no but i mean like what's happening in wisconsin is that something bad nothing violent has happened in wisconsin i think that uh, people should you know i i I think that as long as they're being uh peaceful then they should not be bothered um you know they probably it's probably getting uh you know a lot of people in the same room for a long time it's probably getting a little stinky but other than that you know i think they're i think they're doing what they want to do yeah i have a problem with aggression and uh that's what we see happening with these people breaking things and destroying and you know intimidating and whether they're actually anarchists or not is another question. They call themselves anarchists or the media is calling them anarchists. And so the word anarchist kind of – there's different factions of people that would call themselves anarchists. There are very, very peaceful human beings that would call themselves anarchists that believe that government should be done away with. There are also people that call themselves anarchists who are not very peaceful and who don't believe really that government should be gotten done, uh, done away with. They believe that the government as it exists should be gotten rid of but that their government should be installed in its place they're not really anarchists i don't think but they call themselves no, anarchists. They, no they, they they were they were targeted they they didn't self-describe themselves as anarchists they now, were targeted let's go on to the term libertarian libertarian covers another group of people some of them you know just basically republicans will call themselves libertarians and then on down to people that believe in a much smaller government um people that want to see the uh, united states military returned uh, completely to the uh, the country some of them want it uh you know done away with so that we have a stand only have a uh, a militia no standing army um so but when i joined the libertarian party in the late or i guess around the year 2000 i was under the impression that it meant that uh this is some, a libertarian was somebody who didn't believe in the use of uh, of initiating force against other human beings, which to me led me to the conclusion that it was always wrong to initiate force, to aggress against other human beings. So the term libertarian, again, spans another gamut. There's no real uh, firm definition. Again, it depends on how it's used, and I think that the term has been poisoned these days. I wouldn't call myself an anarchist or a libertarian, but plenty of people would call me both. Um, right. How about, how about like the Green Party? Do you have something about 
opposed are you opposed to the green party well i'm opposed to their platform but i hope that they do good um i hope that you know i'm not opposed to all their platform they believe in ending the war on drugs i fully support that i I want them to you know but they in some ways they want a lot more government intervention but i want a third party to to do better i'm always rooting for that third party but the question hold on now the question kind of is is going astray from the original concept anarchist and libertarian are not political parties there is a libertarian party but the libertarian movement is much larger than the libertarian party there is no you know the liberty the green party is just a political party there's not necessarily a philosophy behind coalition why can't we have a coalition and get a third party in because there's so much corruption here in fact i think the only person i trust is uh is uh, Sanders, you know, from Vermont, you know. What, the about, reason, what about Dennis Kucinich? Yeah, well, he's okay, to, I guess. To yeah. answer he's your from, question, uh, the, the reason why there can't be a coalition is because there's too much disagreement. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the libertarians and the greens may agree on some things like, you know, getting out of the, the war, for instance, in Iraq or Afghanistan. Uh, they may agree on ending the war on drugs and in general, you know, emptying prisons of nonviolent, peaceful offenders. I think there's a lot of things they can agree on and they can work together on those uh, those issues. And I think we've seen those things happen. I've, uh, when I was in the Libertarian Party, I was very close with a number of the people in the Green Party. So, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've spent time in their homes. Um, I mean, I know I know, knew them very well. And so I think that that's happening to some extent. But on other issues, they're very, very opposed. Like, you know, the Green Party might want more intervention, you know, the government to take money from people in order to give it to others by threat of violence. And, you know, they won't ever admit that necessarily. Uh, but that's, you know, whatever you want the government to do something, you're threatening violence against your other uh, peaceful human beings that you should be coexisting with. So I think that a lot of Greens could easily be brought on with the ideas of liberty, and I've seen that happen, because the ideas of liberty, and I'm not using the term libertarian, just the ideas of liberty are the most humane ones out there. And I think a lot of Green folks, they believe in humanity towards their fellow man. And and, uh, I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, Helen. More coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live at 800-259-9231. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, freetalklive.com features, including our mobile site. If you've got a smartphone, you can just visit m.freetalklive.com for quick access to our streams and podcast. That's m.freetalklive.com. Coming up this summer... June 20th through the 26th, the biggest freedom-themed event of 2011 is happening, and it's called the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Brought to you by the Free State Project. It is going on at Rogers Campground, where it happened last year, the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Free Talk Live will be there broadcasting live, as will hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people. People who will call themselves everything from libertarians to anarchists to voluntarists, uh, all kinds of different liberty... Consensualists, left libertarians. Different liberty-loving people will be there. 
and you can too. So go to porkfest.com to get registered. Go to P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T, porkfest.com. Get registered. Early bird registration. A measly 25 bucks. Now, camping's obviously more on top of that. Uh, but uh, 25 bucks for the whole week. You can go and use our discount code and save 20% on that, as well as in, on T-shirts and flags and other things that you might want in advance there. Uh, you can go to uh, porkfest.com, use our code FREETALKLIVE, and take the spaces out. You can't put spaces in this code. FREETALKLIVE is our code. The website, porkfest with a C, porkfest.com. We look forward to seeing you there. It's going to be a blast. Everything from family fun to agorism in action, live bands, all kinds of fun stuff going on. Porkfest.com. As we continue here with your calls, ladies first, Tiana is listening in California. Tiana, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi. Okay, I have a question in regards to um, the silver and the gold coins. Hmm. I'm wondering, for those of us that really can't afford uh, silver and gold, um, the silver coin that's already in circulation, is it going to be usable? Which, uh, it, uh, hold on just a second. Uh, run that by me again. The, the, silver the silver coin that's already in circulation? Correct. Like quarters, dimes, nickels. Those, those are not, kinds of things. most of those are not silver unless they were made before, right. is it 1965? 65. 65. Now, a, a, a coin that's made before 65 has uh, precious metal or precious metal in it. About 90% silver. Yeah, it's about 90%. Um, anything after that is junk. Really? Okay. And what about um, buying other countries uh, silver bullion? Like you can go on eBay, you can you can find silver bullion um, or rounds uh, for sale. Those are are good, no matter what. Correct? No. Nope. Uh, you want to be cautious. There is some fake silver going around out there. Is it tungsten, Mark? That's being marketed. Uh, tungsten it's... goes generally goes into gold. It's usually steel and silver. Steel. Yeah. You got to be cautious if you're buying from somebody online like that. You usually, if you want to get silver, and I recommend getting silver. I've Bought some for myself. Um, I would check out Midas Resources. You can go to silver.freetalklive.com. Midas has been selling silver for a long, long time, and they are well known in the the silver business, yeah, the gold you business. Know, as I hear it on eBay, the prices are are so high there right now that uh, you can actually get comparable stuff at gold.freetalklive.com. Gold.freetalk.gold.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is the show you're listening to here tonight. Okay. Is it the first time you've listened to Free Talk Live? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so go to go to gold.freetalklive.com and there's both gold and silver available uh, on that website from a reputable dealer. That's something that you want to keep in mind when you're buying this stuff. And the shipping on it is the same for 20 coins as it is for one. So I would recommend getting I, – I like silver better than gold, personally. That's uh, my opinion. Plus, it's in my price range. <laughs> so yeah. um, you know, I would recommend getting either Walking Liberty half dollars or and um, you know what you else? Know, uh, the bag full of dimes that Mark, they have there. What I'd recommend also is they've got a couple books uh, that are there as well. Dishonest Money is one of them. Now, Mark, you've read this book. I haven't had the, uh, the opportunity. I haven't made the opportunity to read it yet. But you highly recommend this yeah, book. I, I think it's the most, one of the most important important books a person can read it's right there they'll send you a, a walking liberty half dollar with it which basically with that book i thought they changed their deal with that market yeah, maybe, yeah, don't i don't see, I don't see it on there i think it's just they're, they're just selling it for uh, 17.99 i don't see the uh, you think i think you get the walking liberty if you buy the uh the creature from jekyll island that's which a piece dollar also. actually okay see they've, cha- they've just changed the uh, the deal anyway but the book is great uh and you can go and it'll give you a real good rundown of the monetary system and you know things that uh, that you need to know because it sounds to me just from the questions you're asking that you're relatively new to the idea of, of uh, precious metals. Very, very new. Yes. Um, in fact, uh, I've been looking at different um, sites, and you know, I'm, I don't do any trading or anything like that, mm-hmm. 
but um, I looked on a, a YouTube page, and, you know, the guy was talking about, like, silver bullion and things like that, and um, I actually went to eBay and saw, but at the same time, you never know what you're going to get, it's, so it's I didn't want to... You know, uh, probably most of the people on eBay are selling reputable stuff. However, it's kind of it's kind of scary when you don't know people. They don't have the uh, the same reputation. I'd rather pay slightly more and have and be certain what I'm getting is real than trying to track down that guy that sold me whatever from eBay. There's good luck. No, yeah, there's just no way you're ever going to get your money back. Tiana, good luck okay. out there. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you again. That's gold.freetalklive.com or silver.freetalklive.com. Either will work. But I do have a friend place. who does buy silver from eBay and he feels like he gets good deals. But recently he said just in the last few days that because silver's just shooting up, he's like, I could, I could buy it cheaper from uh, just some of the dealers. And how much time are you spending on that too? I mean, yeah. that's a factor. For me, time is, is valuable. So if you're spending a bunch of time placing bids and getting outbid and hours, placing bids. And hours right. a week. You're trying to get, this. you're trying to, you're trying to bid and bid and bid and bid and try to get the best deal and you keep getting beat out on different uh, coins it just makes more sense to just place an order where you can get as many as you want from a, a reputable dealer at the right price yeah the um at, at gold.freetalklive.com they have these uh, this, this bag of survival dimes i think it's a thousand dimes but you can also buy the dimes separately i really am fond of di- of, of silver dimes as a trading material if you're going to use them to trade within your friends to sort of you know use silver as a currency well, and which you know, it's a real, it's real money. It's been money for thousands of years. You can use the dimes very easily because they're worth about two fifty a piece or something like that right now. And um, two dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, two dollars and fifty cents. You know, piece. you started to persuade me on that one, Mark. I, I'm starting to think that you might be right on that. One. I, I like the dimes. Um, it's only something new for me too. I just like the other ones because they're so shiny and pretty. Which one? The uh, the, the, the rounds, the yeah, silver the rounds, the, the rounds, like the one ounce sort of rounds, minted uh, silver. It's true. I, I like them too. Um, the, the, I think the most prettiest, the prettiest one um, that we have there is the there's the Mises dollar. You can go to mm. gold talklive.com there's a Missy silver round there's an attractive one and also the I just get the cheapest one I don't care like whatever as long as it's real silver I just I don't care about what's on it you know well, I'm not I'm not collecting them for the collectible value yeah 1-800-259-9231 the SACL CAI toll free line let's go to the Canadian story Mark you've got a another nightmarish experience from the wonderful Canadian socialized healthcare system this is from lifesitenews.com. London, Ontario. February the 17th, one-year-old Joseph Marachli of uh, Windsor, Ontario, will have his life support removed Monday at 10 a.m. after the Ontario Superior Court today rejected an appeal by the parents to bring him home where he can die under their care. Listen to this. Mm. This is all so messed up. A leading anti-euthanasia advocate says the decision um, the decision facilitates a system where doctors are authorized to force life and death decisions on patients, warning that this is, in fact, far worse than the death panels recently debated in the U.S. as part of the federal health care law. Monday at 10 a.m., they will kill my baby, Marachali, mm. um, says uh, Joseph's father told LifeSite News shortly after the ruling, there's no more humanity left. There's no more chance. I've tried everything for him. No more appeals. Nothing. Mm. I've asked them, why not send him to Windsor and let him die at home, he continued. They said they will give him an injection, but I don't want to. 
I think God, I asked God, maybe he can um, and maybe he can breathe. So what the situation here is, is this poor family, um, this, this poor father that you know, the kid clearly he's on life support. They're going to take him off life support. So um, but they can't they won't let the family take him home. So. These hours now. Right. I mean, they, they can they'll ing- they'll euthanize him if you'd like. Yeah, we'll give him a shot so he goes quick. Mm-hmm. But you can't take him home. I mean, this is the craziest thing ever. So if it was his, if because of their socialized health care system, he can't choose to keep his child on life support, which should be everyone's right, it seems to me. Presuming you've got somebody who's willing to pay for it. and yeah, Well, yeah. So I mean, that's the parent. They should be able to choose that well, for right. themselves. But they can't because the Canadian health care system owns those decisions. Yeah. They, they fully this run the socialism where everybody's happy. We can talk more, more in, here in a moment. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves even in these remaining moments. Enough time for your calls, your thoughts. Maybe you've had an experience in the Canadian healthcare system, or maybe you lived in France and just thought it was super. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And uh, we invite you to the website. You can enjoy the features there for free. And if you want to support the show, shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com to get links to Amazon. You click into the appropriate Amazon for your country, order the stuff that you're looking to buy, and then sit back and wait as it's shipped to you. And it's great. Amazon's awesome, man. They sell used products, too, now at Amazon. So, again, go to shop.freetalklive.com. Get your shopping done and feel good because a portion of your sale is going to Free Talk Live. So start your shopping through the links at shop.freetalklive.com. Now, Mark, you're telling us a story uh, out of Canada where one uh, family has had their one-year-old son on life support. And now a judge has handed down a ruling saying that the uh, the son must be removed from life support. Right. The uh, the doctor the the hospital wanted to remove them from life support. Remove the child from life support. The family filed an injunction or whatever um, with the court, and the court set, sided with the hospital and basically saying that you know that this kid's going to be taken off life support. The family apparently is not walking in, you know, walking into the hospital and shooting people, which I, I can only imagine how upset I would be if, uh, if I wasn't, if basically the government says we're going to kill your kid. Yeah. And you can't have him. You can't take him home and let him die in your arms. You can't do that. He's going to die in our hands. It's crazy, crazy stuff. I don't know if what the concern of the Canadian government is like he's saying the the parents are saying, at least let us take the child and take him home so he can die with us at home. Yeah. Which they seem to be taking this news pretty well. The kids clearly, um, you know, it's got got lots of problems. But, um, you know, I'd, I'd want, I don't know what I'd want, but I want the option of keeping my child on life support as long as I thought that it was the right thing to do. And then if he was going to pass away, I'd certainly want him to do it at home with his family. And Mark, our doctors have determined that that is not the appropriate measure. Right. And that's exactly what it's all about. The doctors have determined that that's not the way it should go. And is this what you want for you and your family? And this is what it's going to be this like. this is the price you have to pay if you want free health care. It's someone not free. Has to make, someone has to make some decisions. Right. Right. Absolutely. The decisions are taken away from the family and they're given to people that, uh, that that don't have to suffer the emotional hardships. Mark, everyone deserves health care. 
Well, then why can't this kid stay on life support? Well, everyone except for the people we des- we decide don't deserve it. Absolutely, that's the problem. Is that you got a ho- cost benefit analysis that goes on with uh, this this public sector healthcare situation with people's lives? Yes, I mean you know it's life or death, and here you've got the government killing a one year old baby. Look, Mark, we've got a- there's only so much money, and we have to spend it on somebody. We have to spend it on healthcare. It's our mandate. You know, we it's government run healthcare. We have to spend this money, and there's some people that deserve it more. I mean, the the people that are 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 one years old, they're not contributing. They're not paying taxes. The people that are ninety years old, they're not paying taxes. They're not contributing but their to society. Families are. I understand that, Mark, but we have a very realistic situation here where there's only so much money to go around. Do it's you want a, us to raise indeed, taxes? It's absolutely true. Taxes. Absolutely true. But this is the dilemma that you're put in with public sector health care. Once you put it into the public sector, then there absolutely have to be cost-benefit analysis done on everybody. Don't you believe that if it would save some lives of some young 20-year-olds that we should kill some one-year-olds? Um, no. But we need to save the lives of the people paying into the system so we can keep it going. What Don't if they're bad understand? people? Who? The people that uh, they're saving. Well, I understand that, Mark. And maybe you could make an argument that bad people should also not get the health care because we do need to save some money. So maybe you're onto something there. Maybe prisoners and those folks should also not get uh, health care. I mean, it's, it's, it's whatever yardstick one feels like using. I, I don't particularly like the idea of uh, the, the people that make these decisions. How about we take the, the you know, how about we not have them and their families suffer anymore and just end the lives of the people that are taking the lives of people in Canada? Wait, you're talking about killing bureaucrats? I'm just saying. I mean, we can't somebody's somebody's making these cost benefit analysis. Yeah. You know, it, it's just somebody's arbitrary yardstick that says, well, this is acceptable, this isn't acceptable. In this case, it's the Consent and Capacity Board of Ontario. Mm. I mean, wow. You know, so, I, what do you? I mean, what kind of a job is that? I mean, making these decisions, baby right? Making decisions over people's families and their their lives and the ability to uh, to have their son come home and die in some level of dignity or what they think is uh, dignified. Well, I, what, I, what I didn't get to point out is the hospital, by not allowing them to take the child home to die, also doesn't allow them to take the child to some hospital in the United States. I mean, do you see they can't yeah. take the uh, – that's what I'd do. If I were in Ontario, I'd be right over that bridge into Buffalo and uh, Ontario probably – I don't know. So it, the it, idea is once Detroit. it's checked into the government system, that's it. You are at their will and their mercy. So I would be – What uh, happens if you, t- if you kidnap your kid from the hospital? Then they're like after you on a all-points bulletin? I don't think you'll get across the border. Yeah. Wow. Scary stuff. Yeah. Your thoughts are welcome at 800-259-9231. Don't worry, Mark. They won't do it like that in America. In America, when it's socialized medicine, it'll be compassionate. All the babies will be saved. That's right. We do it right in America, not like those Canadians well, up you there. You see, this is the, the sad truth here is, is that this child is likely to die and would, will die without the respirator um, on them. The problem is, is that these fam- this family doesn't get to make their own decision. If they got to make the decision, look, we're, I, we can't pay for this anymore. This is just, you know, it's best to move on. Um, you know, then, well, you know, that's the decision they have to make and they can come to terms with it. But in this case, the decision is taken away from them and coming to terms with it must be much more difficult. 
the the proponents. Interesting, you bring that up. The idea of paying to keep the child on life support and then possibly running out of money, and then unfortunately having to make the decision that if you can't find a charity or somebody like that to uh, to keep the child on to pull it off and and have your child die. Somebody who supports the idea of socialized medicine without really knowing how it's panned out in the countries in which it's been tried would make the claim that well that wouldn't happen under socialized medicine. Yeah, sure. You wouldn't run out of money. They'll make all kinds of they'll make any claim they can possibly make in order to get you to sign up for this uh, public se- sector mm-hmm. healthcare thing and then once you've got it screw you get it undone i mean try to you know try to go around it yeah oh just think your your son who's in a coma would be in a coma forever because it'd be socialized and everybody else would pay for it and be the government single payer and you wouldn't have to worry about It'd paying for awesome. your grandpa that's in in the hospital forever you know for 15 years or whatever well the, that's somebody, not going to happen somebody is going to make that decision and the government's going to be killing your family members yeah, absolutely the case and yet some people they believe this story that everything is just cool in Canada. It is great. Hey, I've been to that Canadian healthcare system and they treated me just great. We've had people call in to say yeah, this before. Absolutely. It was awesome. I, I'm not going to discount their though. discount their experience. I'm sure that they did have a good experience. I didn't have to pay a dime and it was all free and it was fantastic. We need this here too. And they just ignore all of the other stories about People who have been put on a waiting list and have died while waiting for some sort of a surgery. Right. Or somebody who did receive a surgery, but it was botched up and they have no way of actually having any kind of resource, uh, recourse against the people that did that uh, surgery. They're government employees, essentially completely, you know, maybe they can appeal to some sort of a board, but there's no real way to, uh, to hold those people responsible for making a mistake like leaving a towel inside somebody as they uh, Whatever the- you know, did an, an operation or, or the fact that the system pays for some of the cheapest kinds of implants, for instance, like uh, like a fake leg, for instance. They're using the cheapest of materials. You don't have the option to upgrade. You'll get what they give you. It's free, buddy. So shut the F up and take it. And tell us you like it. It, you know, when when it comes to these uh, these situations, it, you know, people will people get their all these ideas because it's it's really it's expensive. Medi- medicine's expensive, but it's expensive because of the government intervention that we have had yeah, here on Free true. Talk Live. We do not support the system that we currently have. We support freedom in the area of medicine, and, and it's not even close. Not even close. More than half of the healthcare dollars in the United States are spent. By the government. It's and incredibly regulated. They, they, they add a huge amount of overhead, which means more money, costs more money, and that's part of the problem we have today. I don't think we should go all the way in order to, for, uh, to fix the – all the way to socialized health care in order to fix the problems that the government's already created. Can't, this is what the government does in every sector every time. It gets involved. It creates a problem. It, it, it finds a solution to that problem by getting further involved, creates more problems, finds right. more solutions, gets further involved. This and is grows, how it grows and grows, and grows. And grows. And then before you know it, your kids are being killed by the, this system that you've – you know, maybe at one point believed in. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't use the term "kid" in this in, uh, being killed um, in this circumstance. The hospital is letting him die. I see. Just letting him choke to death. All or right, they'll give him a shot to euthanize him. <laughs> and uh, so I don't know where this is in this country right now. I guess the Obamacare thing uh, is that. Still moving forward, or there's been talk about it being repealed. But, um, there, there's portions of it uh, that they're looking at repealing, but uh, you know, it's it hasn't cool. happened, yeah. right? So, if it does happen here, are you going to participate? Are you going to pay the taxes that support it? Lots of states are uh, nullifying it. 
You have to ask yourself those questions because you may have to uh, come up against this at some point in the near future. We are out of time for tonight, though. It has been Ian here with you. And Mark. Back tomorrow for the live Saturday edition, so make uh, make sure you join us for that. We'll see you online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. It's the shirt you wear most and essential in any professional man's wardrobe. It's the white dress shirt. And for over half a century, the Paul Frederick White Pinpoint Oxford Dress Shirt has set the standard for quality, comfort, and style. It regularly starts at $40 or more. But we're so confident that it will become your favorite shirt, we're making it available at the exclusive introductory price of only $19.95. Go to 1995shirt.com and choose our classic button-down with button cuffs or our traditional street collar with either button or French cuffs. Choose from regular, trim, and big and tall sizes with 55 combinations of collar and sleeve lengths for an exact fit. Order today and you'll also receive free monogramming and 850 value. Go to 1995shirt.com right now to order your Paul Frederick White Pinpoint Oxford dress shirt for just 1995. Enter promo code TUCK. That's 1995shirt.com. Promo code TUCK.